Hello and welcome to Otter Talk. We've got a special guest, head coach of the women's basketball team, Tarnisha Scott. Welcome in. How's your morning, Ben? Pretty good, man. Just excited. It's Monday. Looking forward to a great week as we prepare to go to Nebraska this weekend. Yeah, talking about that Nebraska trip, it's it's going to be a big test early. Uh, kind of like you've already put together uh, what's been a great first game. Uh, what's what's kind of the, the, the message going into the next week? Um, stay locked in. You know, stay focused. It's a long season. Uh, we got to make sure that we're continually getting better um, and we're challenging each other um, and we're just always getting ready for the next opponent. It's always next game, next game, next game. We'll get into a little bit uh, more of you. Uh, have you, You've been around a couple of uh, very successful programs. Uh, what kind of made you come to Ottawa? Oh, man. Um, really an opportunity to be a head coach. You know, um, I spent prior to coming to Ottawa, I spent nine years as an assistant on the college level. And it was time, you know, uh, it was time to kind of take that next step and become a head coach. And, you know, after speaking with our athletic administration here and, and President Reg, um, I just knew immediately it'd be a great fit and a great opportunity uh, to kind of take that next step in my career. So kind of talking about some of the success uh, that you've already had in a lot of the programs, how do you hope that that success affects uh, the current program? Um, well, I'm passionate about winning. <laughs> so um, just, you know, kind of having an opportunity to be a part of some other programs and winning some championships um, early on in my career, um, it just really gave me that hunger and that drive for winning. And, you know, it's something that, you know, you always have an appetite for. So I'm, I'm excited. I, I love to win. I'm competitive. No matter what we're doing, you can ask the girls. We may be doing a shooting competition in practice. I want to win everything we're doing. So just kind of having that mindset, um, I challenge our team every single day in practice, you know, to compete as champions. Everything we're doing, you know, uh, whether that's, you know, a basic shooting drill or a defensive drill, like compete as champions, hold yourself accountable, and it's always going to be us versus us. That's awesome. So this is uh, your third season here at Ottawa, and you've already made an impact making the KCAC tournament, obviously, um, your first year. But what do you think the next step for the program at Ottawa University is? Yeah, the next step is to win a KCAC championship, you know. Like, it's great. We're, we're competing. You say, hey, the top eight gets to go to the tournament, right? So we want to be in a situation where we're in that top eight where we can go to the tournament, but we don't just merely want to go to the tournament, right? We want to compete at a high level, and we think that we're building something special here to be champions. So we want to go and we want to compete for a KCAC championship. I think that's that's where the program needs to be. I, would, I think we have all the resources here um, and the support to get the program back to that level um, and so I'm excited to kind of be the person to get us back there it's it's very important, especially uh, around campus. It seems like there's been a big buzz uh, of teams absolutely having a phenomenal success and, and starting to grow uh, in that regard. So we'll kind of circle back to the big game um, th th this last week. Uh, us, uh, and historical one for sure, a game high in, in points and rebounds. Uh, but what kind of gets overlooked is the defense uh, only allowing 34 points. Uh, what, what's, what's the big uh, – uh, how big is that game in setting the tone for the season? Oh, it's huge, you know. Um, it's, it's funny that you bring that up because uh, my assistant Hunter and I were always talking about it, and, and he's he's a big offensive guy, and I'm, I'm huge on defense. So you'll hear him a lot of times on the sideline, and he's he's talking about a lot of offensive stuff. And I'm like, we got to get stops. We got to get stops. But kind of moving forward, I think that we have enough talent and enough pieces to be able to score points. It's going to be how disciplined are we going to be on defense. You know, if you want to know if your team is disciplined or not, you want to know if if you have a championship team, it's going to come down to how well do we defend, right? Everybody wants to score. 
right? So if you can get your team to buy into defense, then you may have something special on, on your hands. So we can get our team to buy into defense. We'll be fine. Um, but that's something we do defense and stuff every single day. It's just about holding them accountable. Especially in the KCAC, it seems like um, a lot of teams want to get out and run, and a lot of teams want to want to uh, put those high points up. We saw the St. Mary game that was uh, the one hundred and one uh, to, I believe, uh, ninety eight uh, at the time. Uh, just kind of like you, you guys have been picked eighth and eleventh uh, in both polls. Is, is mm-hmm. there a chip on the shoulder at all? Yes and no, right? I think like for for me personally, I look at that and and I think it's it's great, right? I'd rather come in and everyone's just kind of like, oh, it's just Ottawa, right? Uh, but we have to know what we're capable of. Our confidence is from within, you know. Um, we're already, we're a competitive group, so we want to win no matter what the polls say, you know. So we're definitely not playing just for the polls, um, but we're playing for each other and we're playing because we want to win a championship, you know. Um, when you look at that type of stuff, it's preseason polls. Well, that's going to change really, really quickly as people start to compete. At the end of the day, every team has to show up, whether you were picked first or whether you were picked last, you got to show up and they're going to throw the ball up and now it's time to play, right? Everybody's going to have the same opportunity to compete at a high level. Um, And I think we got to be locked in on what we want to do as a program and try to keep out some of the outside noise. Absolutely huge for for key success, especially moving forward. Uh, this program under your helm has progressed year by year. Uh, what do you, looking forward past this year and past a couple years? Uh, what do you want this to, to come out of this program in the, last, in the next five years? Yeah, I want um, Otto to be known for winning championships. I think we already do a great job of that on, on a campus basis, right? Um, but I want women's basketball to be one of those programs like women's volleyball and, and flag football and some of these other. I mean, like East sports and men's basketball like we have to be known for being great you know and I just want to start us off on that path um, and get us back to where we're supposed to be at the top of the KCAC I, I love to see that hunger from coaches it, it seems like that's kind of been a theme around campus uh, but we thank you so much for coming on thank you for, for spending some some time on, on a, a busy Monday uh, especially as you're, you're heading off to uh, to go up, up to Nebraska absolutely thank you guys for having me I really like it over here I'll come back Come back soon. Oh, we would be pleasured. We'll have you for sure, yeah. (laughs) All right, it's time to kick off with Kristoff here on episode nine of Otter Talk. I'm Chris Hansen. Back at it with Blake Griffin here on episode nine of Otter Talk. It's super awesome to be here today. Blake, how are you doing? Doing great. We had uh, head coach uh, Tarnisha Scott of the women's basketball team on uh, for this episode. It's uh, been a great week for Brave Sports. Absolutely. I think that there's a lot of optimism, especially in a lot of sports. They're going into the playoffs right now. Um, so a lot of exciting times uh, coming for Auto University and then also sports starting up uh, just now. So a lot of a big week, I think one would say, and kind of uh, springboarding into another big week um, upcoming. Yeah, no, for sure. And, uh, you know, we'll start things off uh, with the teams that are heading into the postseason. Uh, that first and foremost being men's soccer. Men's soccer, so they just are coming off of a tie. After I think it's been the, kind of a bit of a slump for Auto mm-hmm. University, they tied to Friends, which they were a tough team. Um, that game finished 1-1. One to one. Um, And then they had a tie against Southwestern, which is a big surprise. That was a 3-3 three to three game on the road. And then the loss to McPherson kind of to top things off, um, that was a 1-3 to three loss. It kind of felt like men's soccer was trending in the opposite direction where they were fighting for that first place spot in the KCAC, and then it ended up they lost it. And then now they end up moving into third place, but they are coming off on a really positive note, tying the number one team ranked, uh, I believe, number 15, Oklahoma yeah, Wesley. And that was a 3-3 to three game. 
really positive direction, I think, right before the KCAC tournament for Ottawa. And it was a game that Ottawa most definitely could have won as well. A couple bounces that go uh, the Braves' way, I think, that maybe, uh, you know, they're, maybe they, they take one uh, out of the net or, uh, you know, they put an extra one in there. And I think that that's a very fortunate sign going into uh, the KCAC playoffs for sure. Some things to note about that game. Um, very interesting to see Zach Wilson. He's back into the uh, CDM center defensive mid uh, spot. That was where he played originally, where Ottawa's been very effective. Um, and obviously they got back uh, into scoring quite a bit. I think there will be a little bit of change defensively. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a little bit rough, but I think it was a good change. So Paderna, uh, Felipe Paderna is back at center back um, for Wilson, and now Wilson moved up there. And then one of the other things we will not forget, Slobodan Novacevic, maybe KCAC goal of the year, a scissor kick, slammed at home. Wow. Yeah, no, that goal uh, was watching it from my living room, and uh, I think I might have ran around my couch a couple times. I will just say it's a good thing that neither of us were on the call. Because <laughs> I would have passed out. I, I would have passed out. Genuinely, it was, it was amazing. But Ottawa University, they're headed into the right direction, and it will be likely that they will host York um, this Friday to start the postseason off. Yeah, it'll be a fun game for sure. York was one of those uh, games we talked about that uh, it, it looked like the Braves played very well and were unfortunate to get the 1-1 the draw. Uh, York, uh, who at the time, I don't know if they still do, I've not checked the stats, but at the time had the uh, the best defense in the KCAC um, and one of the teams that, that were really able to lock up this, uh, this potent offense of this Braves down. Right, it's going to be not a pushover game for Ottawa, but definitely a very winnable one. Um, and it's exciting for them to be able to host uh, first round of the playoffs. On to women's soccer, um, definitely a frustrating game. Um, one that was expected. Uh, they obviously played Oklahoma Wesleyan, a very dominant team, especially in women's soccer. Um, they did not have a single loss in conference this entire year. And they genuinely did not look beatable anyway. Mm. And we'll just put it as a frustrating loss. I think that it's, there's not much you can say, but I think it, the women's soccer looks as if they're going to be going to friends this Friday, which was a game that they tied one to one, I believe. Yeah. Um, which I, so it feels like a winnable game for Ottawa, even though they will be on the road. Yeah, a, a lot of draws for this women's team on on the season. Uh, so some optimism that you know, if if you go into extra time or you go into penalties, uh, you know, soccer is a weird game; it can bounce your way, uh, and that's ultimately uh, what you're going to ask for this, this women's team is just to give you a chance uh, to win a quarterfinal game, uh, be in a semifinal game, and then uh, uh, you know have the opportunity to go play for the KCAC championship. And you know, and a couple of people uh, that have been waiting for that since 2018, Raina Warner, who was part of that last team that uh, went. Uh, pretty far in that KCAC tournament, uh, you know, just uh, needing a couple of things to go right, uh, but this team has shown that resilience late. They've definitely, they've looked actually pretty impressive this year, I think. Yes. Uh, compared to last year, they did make the KCAC tournament. Um, oddly enough, that actually ended, um, their their season ended at Friends. Yeah, uh, so we'll knock on wood. Some some revenge um, on on the on the cards. I, but I, I think it's pretty exciting. Auto University, uh, the women's soccer team, uh, Candice Fabry, had them practicing penalty kicks. Mm. Um, they did a bit of a shootout. Um, both the keepers were practicing all of them, and then as well as some shooters. Um, kind of uh, maybe a situational thing to be prepared for that definitely could happen. 
Yeah, for sure, especially when you get into those KCAC tournaments um, with how much they, they've been able to, to, to draw teams and, and, and end on the, on the tie. Uh, it's definitely uh, conceivable that, that, you know, 90 minutes isn't going to be enough and then the, uh, the, the overtime period, the extra time period won't be enough either. Uh, both uh, this team is, is very solid defensively and able to, to lock down a lot of teams. Uh, it has just been the offense that, you know, if, if the offense doesn't come around, then you're going to have to uh, rely on your penalty kicks. That, that is absolutely right. Um, women's volleyball, we know what they've been doing. They, they're just impressive. At the end of the day, you can't say anything bad about the women's volleyball team because they're rolling over every single team uh, that they've been playing. It's been impressive what they've been able to do. Um, played York University. Dominated them. Yeah, it, it, it's... Uh... I don't know if it ever gets monotonous for this team, uh, but they, like it, it didn't even look close against York. I mean, like the, the closest York got was was 16, uh, 16 points in the first set. They did not get over twelve the next two. And and that's not <laughs> and, and sixteen is not a close. No, set. not at all. You're still so, eight behind. And I think York. I mean, they are a bottom team in the KCAC, but yeah. Ottawa just again flexing their muscles, um, letting them know everybody knows that every single player that is out there on the court is an absolutely contender for being a weekly player yeah. for the KCAC. So Ottawa University, they're just in the right direction, continuing to show that why volleyball has run through Ottawa University the past several years. And once again, hopefully it looks to be going that direction. Yeah, uh, I believe there's two games left in the season, and I believe if they win this game uh, on Wednesday against McPherson, I believe they clinch uh, at least a share of the uh, the KCAC uh, regular season. Uh, huge uh, uh, props goes to Melissa Wessington for just continuing uh, the, this absolute dominance on, on the volleyball court. Absolutely. And we look forward to their KCAC tournament as... Uh, yeah, bring, bring home some more hardware, for Looks sure. like a good chance to be able to have another championship at Ottawa University. On to uh, basketball um, for the women's team. They had a historic game uh, against Barclay College, winning that one 108-34. to yeah, that that game was uh, that's single season uh, most single game points uh, in this program history uh, by I believe one point the previous mark was 107. Also, most rebounds uh, in a game in program history, uh, and it was just a game where they looked dominant on all facets. Uh, the the Braves uh, kind of struggled uh, last season uh, in some regards, just kind of like keeping points off the board. Uh, 34 points allowed this entire game, and the Braves won by by uh, over. 70 points uh, to a team they, they, that they beat last year, but a team they only beat by 12. Uh, so to come out and stomp them by 70 uh, is just something that you don't see very often. And I think that is uh, a huge, huge testament to uh, to not only head coach Tony Scott and uh, assistant coach uh, Hunter, Hunter uh I can never say his last name. Bondurant's um, Hunter. Uh, sorry about that. I, I can never say your last name. It's a tongue twister for sure. Um, they have recruited incredibly well. Two JUCO All-Americans that have come in. Um, we saw Nicole Brown absolutely uh, like be the, probably the one that that stood out uh, phenomenally is with, with 13 points and 19 rebounds. Right, and it's been impressive. And we actually just got to talk to uh, Coach Scott, and it's, uh, really. Just had her on the show, as mm-hmm. you mentioned at the very beginning. Um, and I think that the kind of program that she is building, it looks like a winning culture, mm-hmm. which is exactly what you want in any program. 
it is incredibly optimistic. Women's basketball is going to be uh, extremely bright over the, the upcoming years. Um, Coach Scott is not somebody I had the pleasure of talking to uh, prior to this episode. <laughs> Um, but it, it she, she is somebody that that instills a lot of uh, a lot of calmness and a lot of uh, optimism for this program going forward. On the side of basketball, men's basketball, they uh, had a really dominant performance in the first one that looked fantastic um, as they defeated Kansas Christian College 118 to 82, which. I feel like there was a lot of positive things that we could say about that, but we'll touch on the next game in just a second. Yeah, uh, the, I mean, the, the, the first game, just, they looked like typical Braves basketball. It looked like they, they were back to uh, that team that went to the NAI tournament in, the, in, in uh, that COVID year in 2020. Um, DeAndre Buggage, who has just come in, uh, put up 28 points uh, in 28 minutes. Uh, we, we, me and Sebastian Burke on the call dubbed him the microwave because uh, he went on the bench for about uh, nine, ten minutes and then came back in and immediately hit three straight threes in a row. Um, so as somebody who's who's a lightning rod, uh, Tristan Holler returner, um, he's been consistent, has put up twenty points plus in this for in the first two matchups. Uh, just looks like the team um, is cohesive. They look like they they can get out and run. Um, and it looks like they can um, you know shoot the ball very well, which is uh, uh, one of the things that uh, Coach Seamanthal's teams normally do. That's accurate. But then at the same time, it also felt like the next game against uh, Haskell. They got a bit cold. So Ottawa University, they were down at the half. Um, they ended up coming back to win 82-74. to 74. But one of those games where Ottawa could not get a three-pointer um, for that first half, it was, uh, it was rough. And it felt like Ottawa just felt a bit cold. Um, luckily, it seemed like fouls and free throws were keeping them in the first half, uh, keeping it close. Um, but Ottawa ended up being able to keep their composure for the second half and coming back to win and honestly make it not necessarily super close. Um, definitely a still competitive game, but Ottawa University not only being able to come back from their deficit, but being able to win by eight. Yeah, I talked to uh, to Casey Weeder after this game, and he, he, he kind of had the same thing that I was thinking, and and, and that they, they they just look tired on a back to back. It's the first back to back of the year, and, pro- and and you won't have to play back to backs uh, in conference play. Uh, you'll be able to get your legs under you. You play you know every every two days, every every five days, um, and, and you're not gonna have to play back to backs. You get to like tournament play and that kind of uh, kind of regard. Uh, but they they just didn't look like they had any legs under them. They shot one of thirteen from three. <laughs> In the first half, and it, it just seemed like there was a lid on the basket. Uh, they dominated offensive rebounds. I believe they had nine in the first half, uh, but it seemed like every time that we would get a rebound, we'd go up, and the shot would just ring ring off the rim, or or it would be too hard off the glass. Uh, and I think I think a lot of that was uh, was uh, because of, of the the game they played uh, the night before, where they were out and running, and it was the first game, and you know the, the jitters and the adrenaline uh, probably dumped a little bit going into that second game. Uh, but still, a positive game. For this Braves team to show that they can come back from a deficit. Uh, they, they they only led for I believe about ten minutes of that game in total, um, and they did not leave for, lead for almost the entirety of the first half. Uh, but like once again, DeAndre Buggage, who had twenty six points, led all scorers. Tristan Hole twenty three points uh, with thirteen rebounds. We actually interviewed him after the game. said He, he said he has to be better. Uh, I, I don't know um, <laughs> if you can be better than twenty three points and thirteen rebounds, but I, I I will take better any day if if that if that's the the message. One of the things, I think we'll give a little credit to Haskell. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that I felt like, they were a, a much more difficult matchup for Ottawa University. Yeah. Not necessarily a, a great team as they got beat by St. Mary's, who 
Kansas Christian College wrecked, mm-hmm. or I think at least beat St. Mary's. So yeah. it kind of felt like, oh, this is going to be a game we're going to run run over. But also a bit of a better matchup versus Kansas Christian College. I think Ottawa dominated. But at the same time, the situation, uh, situational three-point shooting from Haskell was good. Every single time it felt like maybe we were about to get on a run, they just drained a three. And that is such a momentum breaker. And it felt like that was what kind of was holding us back. Yeah. Every single time, hard to build up momentum when the other team's making it three. That, that is something you and me talked about at halftime. It's something me and Sebastian Burke talked about on the broadcast, uh, was that Audible would make these runs, and then all of a sudden, the runs would go straight back to Haskell. The Braves were um, were kind of kept caught flat-footed a, a, on, a, on a number of times because uh, this Haskell team was so fast. Uh, I don't think they, the Braves were, were ready for a team that was able to match their intensity um, on, on the fast break uh, as Haskell would just get a, a defensive rebound and sprint to the other side before the Braves' defense could even get set. And and they got a lot of their points um, from that fast break. That's absolutely, honestly, couldn't have said it better myself, Blake. Um, on to football, though. Ottawa University playing uh, a receiving votes team um, in mm-hmm. Kansas Wesleyan. So definitely a team that Ottawa knew was going to be difficult. But it was homecoming, you know, anything can happen. And Ottawa, I think they looked really solid, um, by and large, against a yeah. team that on paper, was supposed to be better than Ottawa University. And I don't think it was a frustrating performance from Ottawa, um, but Kansas Wesleyan was able to pull away with the win um, after things were all said and done. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to homecoming, uh, the Braves, who, who have a phenomenal record of homecoming games, I believe it was like it's like 60 wins and like 39 losses or something like that. The team that normally plays very well uh, for these homecoming games and looked phenomenal in the first half uh, and throughout the game in general, uh, a couple of things that could have bounced the Braves' way, a dropped pass that could have been a touchdown, a, a blocked extra uh, blocked uh, field goal, and, and the Braves could have honestly let it half. Um, I, I think it's it's very optimistic for this Braves team going forward. Um, I mean, even talking to Coach Nick Davis after the game, um, he said that this is probably the best team they've played all year. Uh, they, they they have dudes at every every position, uh, and it did it did look that way. It did look like the Braves, in some regards, were were a little outmatched, and I think that was that was something that um, that we expected going in. Uh, but it it it's not disappointing. But to be able to be in that game and have the ability to make be one or two bounces away from a win does sting a little bit, um, especially going late into the season, but it looks like the Braves are playing uh, their best football winding down the season. It's it, it's pretty exciting with uh, two games less. Sterling uh, and Bethany, a bit weaker opponents, so I think hopefully Ottawa University going to be able to see some more wins coming their way um, a little bit later, and I think with the new head coach change, sometimes it can take a little bit to get a system to yeah. stick, but Ottawa University, it, it seems like they're doing a great job of playing their better football at the end of the season. I think that's exactly what yeah. you want to see. To, to roll um, into, into the offseason with you know some momentum. Correct. I think that, that's very accurate. Into uh, women's and uh, also just wrestling in general, we're going to first look at men's wrestling. Um, they received their highest national ranking in KCAC history. So how exciting is that, um, just getting ready to go into the season? 
Yeah, I mean, last year they opened up at 17. I believe they got down to 9 or 11 or something like that in, in the national rankings. Um, but they, they absolute dudes all over uh, the, the, the team uh, for this rest, wrestling team. It's going to be a very, very fun season. Uh, they open up their season against Baker, uh, I believe, tomorrow on Tuesday. Please, please, please go pack the field house for them. Uh, if you don't know anything about wrestling, you don't have to know much about wrestling. Um, it's it's a fun sport when, when you've got guys that, that are that are this good um, and guys that, uh, that that can throw people around like like we do I mean like you've got you've got national rankings all over uh, the gaff for the entirety of, of this this wrestling team uh, you've got guys ranked in the top 25 I believe every yeah every every Ottawa wrestler on, on the men's side in all 10 weight classes are nationally ranked you've got people as high as five uh, with JD Perez at the 184 uh, weight class and you know you've got you've got people as, as low as 24 but everybody ranked so uh you know auto university definitely putting people on notice for sure and it's it's a really hype sport when you go into yeah. that field house and you see somebody get slammed come on that there's not much <laughs> in sports that is more fun to watch so definitely be there show up get excited it's going to be a blast and then we move on to, to women's wrestling. I, playing on the same night, I believe it's a 6 o'clock start for the women's team, and the men's team might just play right after them. Um, or maybe they, they go at the same time. I believe that you can probably throw a couple mats out there on the on the field house floor. Uh, women's uh, wrestling receiving votes. Um, after They only have a top 20 poll uh, in women's wrestling. I don't think there's a lot of, a lot of uh, programs in, in the NAIA for women's wrestling. Um, but definitely still bright. Still bright for sure. you got two Braves ranked individually in their weight classes, uh, Darby uh, Wydell, uh, who, who we know personally, um, ranked 18th, and then um, I believe uh, another player, yeah, Angelique Martinez uh, ranked uh, uh, 18th, and I believe Darby's uh, ranked 11th. Uh, so, just you know, just another bright spot for uh, OU Sports. And it's going to be super exciting, and again, once the season, and you mentioned Darby uh, Wydell, um Dalton Wydell, the coach, mm-hmm. uh, her brother, um, who won state in high school, and then Darby, once in high school, followed in his footsteps, and kind of a pretty big family tradition there, um, but two really awesome individuals to have part of this program. We will round things out with uh, with women's bowling, men's bowling, I don't think think competed uh they, there's nothing on the uh, the braves athletic website um for either of these teams i just saw this on twitter on our Braves athletic twitter page that uh that this this women's team won the jayhawk classic and that's something that we that we have to point out is, is brave success uh, in general Jaden barr also won the entire tournament shooting a, a score of uh 1001 uh i don't know how many games they play but i don't know if i could put down a, a thousand pins <laughs> in, in an entire tournament it's impressive uh, Ottawa University women's bowling. I mean, they've they've been very dominant yes. um, over the last several years. But this is just what a great way to start out the season. Um, flex the muscles. Just remind everybody who Ottawa University is. And I think that right now we already go into having several sports having some great seasons and already the future looking bright with all the wrestling teams and uh, now women's vo- uh, bowling once again doing what they usually do. So a lot of great, exciting things to see for Ottawa. And the the, the words of... Uh 
Coach Adams is a great. It's a great day to be a Brave, and it's it's been a great season to be uh, a Brave in general. But that's going to wrap up episode number nine. A huge thank you to head coach Tarnisha Scott uh, and uh, Hunter, Hunter Bondurant uh, for for able to, to work that out of their schedule. They both came in and they were, they were both uh, great people. They both came in and gave us some ideas about uh, stuff to do with with the campus. Uh, please, please, please go out and support your Braves this week. It's going to be a very fun week. Uh, men's soccer is not not confirmed Friday or Saturday yet. I believe it might be Saturday. Uh, they take on York, um, so uh, you make sure to come out. Please pack the field. That's going to be uh, so much fun if we have a, a big atmosphere um, and we, we get the crowd rolling and we get you know some some regular soccer chants or something like that. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so make sure to come out and support your Braves. Uh, read the Camden's newspaper. We put out some pretty good uh, stories this week. Uh, so we, we post we post every week um, on our uh, our website. Uh, so uh, be sure to check us out. Uh, for everyone here who makes this production possible, Olivia Closter, uh behind the booth. We've got uh, you know Jasmine Roy Ball who does a great job on social media, and obviously me and Chris Hansen. Everyone here, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please rate the podcast. This is Blake Griffin signing off.